Welcome back everyone. According to ETF.com, there are 158 dividend ETFs traded on US markets. The website defines a dividend ETF as an income-focused fund that typically invests in companies with either high or stable and growing dividends. With 158 options to choose from, how can you know which of these funds, if any, is a good choice for you? What I want to do today is take a look at the 34 largest dividend funds on this list and break them down for you. All 158 funds listed on ETF.com have a combined $349.36 billion of assets under management, but around 94% of this money is concentrated in just the largest 34 funds, with the 10 most popular funds holding about 76% of this money. The largest fund on the list is VIG, Vanguard's Dividend Appreciation ETF, with a little more than $63 billion in AUM, so they take about 18% of the entire US dividend ETF pie. The second largest fund is another offering from Vanguard and it's their high-yield dividend ETF, ticker symbol VYM, with almost $49 billion in AUM. This fund accounts for about 14% of the entire dividend ETF pie. And in third place, we have the popular SCHD, Schwab's US Dividend Equity ETF, with a little more than $40 billion in AUM. SCHD makes up approximately 11.5% of the entire dividend ETF pie. Combined, these three funds manage more than $152 billion, and make up about 43.7% of the dividend ETF pie. The next funds on the list start to drop off in assets under management. There are three ETFs that have more than $20 billion in assets. The largest of these three is the Spider S&P Dividend ETF from State Street Global Advisors that has a little more than $24 billion in AUM. Then we have two offerings from BlackRock, the iShares Core Dividend Growth ETF with $23.81 billion and the iShares Select Dividend ETF with $21.74 billion. Three additional ETFs have more than $10 billion in assets under management. They are the First Trust Value Line Dividend Index Fund with $12.05 billion, the iShares Core High Dividend ETF from BlackRock with $12.03 billion, and the ProShares S&P 500 Dividend Aristocrats ETF with $10.52 billion. 25 more ETFs have at least $1 billion in assets, but less than 10, with the combined total assets of these 25 funds being only a little bit larger than VIG itself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Making investing decisions solely on the size of a fund is not a good idea. However, it is important to know the AUM for the funds you invest in, as it can give you some market insight. First off, the AUM of a fund can tell you where other investors are parking their cash. Investors typically seek out funds that offer good returns and charge low fees. Since actions speak louder than words, sometimes it's good to follow where the money is flowing. Second, a fund that has more assets under management will typically be able to charge a lower fee compared to its smaller competitors. Launching and managing a fund is no cheap endeavor. And since funds cover these expenses, along with any profit they make, by charging shareholders a fixed percentage, it only makes sense that larger funds will be able to have lower expense ratios. All 158 dividend ETFs have an average expense ratio of 0.52%. The 34 largest funds have an average expense ratio of just 0.35%, much smaller than the broad average. And many of these funds have expense ratios well below the industry average. The third reason to look at assets under management is that larger funds are less likely to be closed or merge with other ETFs. In 2021, a total of 59 ETFs were closed, which was actually a smaller figure compared to each of the six prior years. In 2020, a total of 182 ETFs were closed, 
In 2019, that number was 110, and 84 the year before. In general, the number of closed ETFs has risen during the last decade, with 2021 showing that this trend may be slowing. ETF.com has broken down the 34 largest dividend funds into 14 unique segments. The main distinction is between funds focused on US assets versus international assets. Nine of these ETFs focus primarily on international exposure, while the remaining 25 are predominantly US-oriented, although they may also hold some foreign securities. The international ETFs are significantly smaller than US ETFs, and they also charge higher fees on average. The average AUM for all international ETFs is 2.26 billion, with Vanguard's international high-dividend yield ETF being the largest, with 4.23 billion in assets. The average expense ratio for all nine funds is 0.45%, with Vanguard's International Dividend Appreciation ETF being the cheapest, with a fee of just 0.15%. The average expense ratio for the 25 US-oriented funds is 0.32%, with the three largest funds being the cheapest, with expense ratios of just 0.06%. Three additional funds from this subgroup also charge very low fees. State Street's Spider Portfolio S&P 500 High Dividend ETF charges just 0.07%. And BlackRock's iShares Core Dividend Growth ETF and iShares Core High Dividend ETF charge just 0.08%, with all other funds' expense ratios ranging from 0.28% to 0.67%. While assets under management and expense ratios are important factors to consider when selecting a dividend fund, I really like to focus in on four areas to choose funds. The first, and most important, is the actual strategy of the fund. Is it a high-yield fund or a high-growth fund? Does it track a popular benchmark? Is it a US-based fund or an international fund? With 158 options, there is pretty much everything and anything you'd like available to you. The second factor is the expense ratio. I want to make sure I'm not paying an excessively high fee to own any of my funds. The fee also feeds into the third factor, which is long-term performance of the fund. You want to make sure the fund you select has performed well during the past 5 or 10 years. And the reason why you want to consider performance and expenses together is because sometimes a higher fee may be justified if it has historically led to better than average returns. The fourth and final factor is the dividend yield the fund offers. The 34 largest dividend funds cover a bunch of interesting strategies. They come with a range of expense ratios and have a mixed history of performance. So let's talk about these funds and see if we can separate the winners from the losers. I'll start with the segment that's probably the most sought after, US High Dividend Yield Funds. 11 out of the 34 largest dividend ETFs fall into this category, but when you look at the dividend yields these funds currently offer, I think some may be questionable. The dividend yields range from a low of 2.07% to a high of 4.22%, with the average being 3.44%. On average, these funds offer a dividend yield that is twice as high as the current S&P 500 dividend yield of about 1.7%. The dividend yield is really just one aspect of a dividend fund, and you really want to take a holistic look at the combination of the fee, dividend yield, and long-term performance to make a proper selection. Based on long-term performance, all of these funds look pretty solid with the 10-year annualized returns ranging from 9.33% to 12.35%. Two of these 11 funds do not have enough history to show a full 10-year return. They are the Spider S&P 500 High Dividend ETF from State Street and the Invesco S&P Ultra Dividend Revenue ETF. It'll make it really tough to select either of these funds because you really do want to see a good long-term track record. The two weakest funds based on 10-year returns are the iShares Core High Dividend ETF from BlackRock that has a 9.33% 10-year return and the Wisdom Tree US High Dividend Fund that has a 9.97% return. These are the only two funds with sub-10% 10-year returns. The BlackRock iShares Fund does have a very low expense ratio of just 0.08%, while the Wisdom Tree Fund charges a much higher 0.38%. When we move down to just the past 5 years, the range of returns does widen quite a bit. 
Only one of these 11 funds has a double-digit annualized rate of return, and it's Schwab US Dividend Equity ETF. The next best 5-year return comes from the Spider S&P Dividend ETF, and to show you just how wide the range is, SCHD has a 12.35% 5-year annualized rate of return, while the Spider fund has a return of just 9.38%, almost a 3% difference, which can be quite significant over a 5-year period. Only one other fund has a 9% plus 5-year annualized return, and that is the First Trust Morningstar Dividend Leaders Index Fund. The rest of the funds all range from 8% down to 7%, with one fund finishing in the low 6% range. SPYD, the Spider Portfolio S&P 500 High Dividend ETF, only managed a 6.16% annualized rate of return during the last 5 years, which is less than half of the return of SCHD. The Spider Fund does offer a more generous dividend yield of 4.17%, versus just 3.41% for SCHD. And both companies are comparable in terms of cost, with just a 1 basis point difference. The 3-year results are even more grim, with SCHD really crushing the field here. Schwab's popular dividend fund has a return of 13.8% during the past 3 years, with the next best return being 9.71% from First Trust Morningstar Dividend Leaders Index Fund. Most of the other funds all finished in the 8% range, but we do have 3 funds with returns below this level. HDV, the iShares Core High Dividend ETF, is sitting at 6.85%. FVD, the First Trust Value Line Dividend Index Fund, is sitting at 5.74%. And SPYD, the Spider S&P 500 High Dividend ETF, is sitting at just 4.98%. The past year has been kind to high-yield strategies, as they underperformed in 2021, but have retained some value in the 2022 market pullback. Looking at the one-year returns, the tables flip a little, with SCHG now having the second-worst return of these 11 ETFs. The only worst fund is FVD, that is down 3.88%. SCHD is down 1.43%, with the 9 remaining funds having a positive trailing 12-month return. More specifically, 3 of these 11 funds have a double digit return during the past year. The best fund is Wisdom Tree's US High Dividend Fund that is up 12.33%. The second best fund is First Trust Morningstar's Dividend Leaders Index Fund with a 12.29% return. And in third place we have the Invesco S&P Ultra Dividend Revenue ETF that is up 11.49%. Year to date returns are lower across the board, but follow the same pattern as the one year returns. This is a perfect example of a little reversion to the mean. All strategies go in and out of favor, and this is why it's important to not focus solely on the best track record. Oftentimes, funds that underperform their peers for a period of time find their footing and offer above average returns to bring them back in line. Okay, so if I had to pick my three favorite ETFs from these 11, I would go with SCHD as my most favorite fund. It has a great long term track record, it also has the lowest expense ratio of 0.06%, and offers a competitive starting dividend yield of 3.41%. The fund has underperformed its peers during the past 12 months, but I think in the long run it will continue to deliver superior returns. If I wanted to start with a bit more attractive dividend yield, I would go with RDIV. RDIV, the Invesco S&P Ultra Dividend Revenue ETF, offers a 4.22% dividend yield, has a good return track record, and is performing very well in the bear market of 2022. The fund does charge a higher expense ratio of 0.39%, but even this higher fee is below what the average dividend fund on the market charges. And the third fund I would select is VYM, Vanguard's High Dividend Yield ETF. The fund offers a slightly below average dividend yield of 3.06%, but it does have an industry low expense ratio of 0.06%, and comes from the trusted Vanguard family of funds. And in terms of performance, it's performed average or better against its competitors. Okay, let's now take a look at the other US dividend ETFs. And there are 14 ETFs that all fall into the US large cap, mid cap, small cap, and total market segments. The dividend yields range from a low of 1.78% to a high of 4.97%. The segment classifications for some of these funds can arguably be questioned, 
as some of these funds would be quite competitive in the prior high-yield segment I just looked at. In terms of low-cost options available here, we really only have two options, which are VIG, Vanguard's Dividend Appreciation ETF, with a fee of 0.06%, and DGRO, the iShares Core Dividend Growth ETF, with a fee of 0.08%. In terms of long-term performance, VIG has the best track record with a 10-year annualized return of 11.93%. Its dividend yield is average at just 1.98%. It is better than the S&P, but not by much. Three other funds, all from WisdomTree, also have 10-year annualized returns in excess of 11%. They are DLN, the large-cap dividend fund with a return of 11.43%, DON, the mid-cap dividend fund with a return of 11.11%, and DTD, the total market dividend fund with a return of 11.32%. All of the WisdomTree funds do charge a higher expense ratio. The large-cap and total market funds both have a fee of 0.28%, and the mid-cap fund has an even higher fee of 0.38%. Additionally, all three Wisdom Tree funds have a starting dividend yield around 2.5%, much better than VIG. Looking at just the last 5 years, the picture changes a little bit. The three attractive Wisdom Tree funds based on 10-year returns are no longer that attractive. VIG still looks very appealing, with a 5-year annualized return of 11.02%, but it's no longer the best fund amongst these 14. The best fund now is DGRW, Wisdom Tree's US Quality Dividend Growth Fund, with a 5-year return of 11.24%. The fund does charge a fee of 0.28%, which is higher than VIG, but still beats Vanguard's fund on a fee-adjusted basis. DGRW also has a slightly better starting dividend yield of 2.18%. The second best fund in terms of 5-year annualized return is DIVO, Amplify's CWP Enhanced Dividend Income ETF with a return of 11.21%. However, Amplify's fund does charge a steep fee of 0.55% and looks a little worse than VIG based on net of fee performance. On a brighter note, DIVO sports the best dividend yield on the list at 4.97%. During the past 12 months, most of these funds are sitting in the red. The one bright return comes from SPHD, Invesco's S&P 500 High Dividend Low Volatility ETF that is up 3.28%. The fund also has the best year-to-date return with a loss of just 2.45%. More recently, the fund has trailed its competitors, as low volatility funds typically only outperform in down markets. SPHD has a decent track record offers a 3.99% dividend yield and charges a 0.3% expense ratio. The fund is a good hedge against the down market, but it's unlikely to rival its competitors in the next bull run. The one other fund on this list I would like to highlight is RDVY, the first trust rising dividend achievers ETF, that has very good long-term returns, but it's performing the worst this year. It sports the lowest dividend yield out of these 14 funds at just 1.78% and charges a steep 0.5% expense ratio but this fund may post strong returns in the next bull run. Another popular fund on this list is Noble, the ProShares S&P 500 Dividend Aristocrats ETF, but this fund doesn't really pop out on the list, as its performance has been average. The starting dividend yield of 2.54% is also pretty average, and it does charge a fee of 0.35%. From these 14 funds, I like VIG and the three Wisdom Tree funds the most. I think they will likely offer the best total returns in the long run. They should also offer decent future dividend growth. VIG may be my go-to fund here, unless you really want an extra half a percent of yield and are willing to pay up to get it from WisdomTree. Looking at all of the US dividend funds, SDHD really stands out above the rest. It set the total return bar very high, and its dividend yield looks very attractive compared to the field. The remaining 9 funds amongst the 34 largest dividend funds all have an international or global focus. The expense ratios here are generally higher, and the two cheapest options come from Vanguard, which is no surprise. The cheapest fund is VIGI, Vanguard's International Dividend Appreciation ETF, with a fee of just 0.15%. The fund has a rather low dividend yield at just 1.58%.
and both short and long-term performance is rather weak. In general, global and international dividend funds have not had a good run during the past decade. The only three funds that have offered decent long-term returns are TDIV, First Trust NASDAQ Technology Dividend Index Fund, that has a 10-year return of 12.3%, a 5-year return of 9.08%, and a 3-year return of 7.32%. The fund is down nearly 24% this year, as technology has really been out of favor recently. TDIV also has a rather low dividend yield of 2.67%, but what can you expect from a technology focus? Another option here is FDVV, Fidelity's High Dividend ETF, that focuses on developed markets. The fund has a 3- and 5-year return in excess of 9%, and is only down 6.99% this year. It also sports a more attractive dividend yield of 3.64% right now. And the last option is IHDG, Wisdom Tree's International Hedged Quality Dividend Growth Fund, with a 3-year return of 6.41%, and a 5-year return of 5.84%. The fund sports a 4.15% dividend yield, but charges a steep 0.54% expense ratio. Four of these nine global funds do offer dividend yields in excess of 6%. The best yield comes from DEM, Wisdom Tree's Emerging Markets High Dividend Fund, that has a dividend yield of 10.47%. The fund charges the highest expense ratio on the list of 0.63%, and has negative returns across the board, even looking at the last full decade. So while you do get a very appealing passive cash flow, you are eroding your capital by holding this fund. IDV BlackRock's iShares International Select Dividend ETF sports an 8.18% dividend yield and charges a fee of 0.49%. The fund's performance is rather weak, but it did manage a return of 2.35% over the last 10 years. The second cheapest option on the list is VYMI, Vanguard's International High Dividend Yield ETF, with a fee of 0.22% and a 7.01% dividend yield. The fund does have a positive 3- and 5-year return, but is down 15% this year. In general, the U.S. market has offered more attractive total returns than the rest of the world, but there are periods of time when international funds outperform. I guess one reason to include an international fund in your portfolio is to hedge against the U.S. market and to lock in a more attractive dividend yield. If you have a long investing window, I probably wouldn't bet against the U.S., as I think the U.S. economy will remain competitive against the world. With a global fund, you also have to consider the impact of FX rates and varying tax rates on foreign dividends. I personally like SCHD the most out of these 34 funds, but I would like to hear which funds you like and why.